This is the opposite of the rules. Yeah, exactly. I wrote like, do you think that there, someone could ever follow the rules and be an effective communicator? Um, I think if you could follow the rules in the very, very beginning, because it's all about they pursue you first. Mm-hmm. But I think once you are dating someone, you absolutely need to not be doing that anymore. Right. Like the example she gave specifically of like, I don't even initiate cuddling with my husband. I thought to myself, I was like, well, when I'm upset, I just want to be held. Yeah. I don't really want to talk. I just want someone to hold me and maybe rub my back a little bit. That's all right. I want. But it's like, how are they supposed to know that? And if I'm upset, I'm not allowed to just be like, hey, babe, can you hold me for five minutes? Like, that's yeah. crazy to me. Well, it's also nuts to me because most men's love languages is physical touch right it's like you're also just actively not appealing to that true that's like and if it's something that makes you feel good why wouldn't you want to make to do that for your partner everybody welcome back to shooters gotta shoot i am your co-host erica sparrow and i'm molly demillier and we are reading from the book attached this week have not visited this in a minute great read by amir levine and rachel sf heller not phds masters masters <laughs> masters. <laughs> masters of the specific subject <laughs> but uh if you have not checked out our original attached episode it's with jordana abraham from the U Up podcast great episode go check that out first we talk all about all the attachment styles uh and this one we're gonna get into effective communication Ooh. and dealing with conflict but out the gate erica what was your attachment style it has been so long since we did this i i think i know but i don't fully remember mine i yeah. did get secure okay that's what i thought <laughs> I <was laughs> but like, what's, god damn it <laughs> but what's funny is like it gives a lot of tips for communicating if you're anxious or avoidant mm-hmm. because you most likely just aren't communicating right and secure it's like you don't <laughs> even need this book <laughs> no, no but like as i was reading the chapter i was like well, is there an option for aggressive communicators? Why do you think, you, like, what do you define as an aggressive communicator? Okay, I get defined as aggressive by other people. I don't think it's aggressive, but I'm very, like, when something happens, I'm like, what's going on? Like, I bring it up immediately. You're direct. And talk about it. Right. But that often, I think it's just because I'm a woman. People will be yeah. like, oh, that's aggressive. And I'm like, well, I also come from an Italian house that uh, that's how stuff was dealt with. Yeah. It was like, the minute I got caught for something, it was like the tv was off or i was like told to come to the kitchen and it was like what happened right like now (laughs) we're talking about this now i'm not gonna give you a minute to think about it because you better not lie right (laughs) yeah you're not getting a story together (laughs) no (laughs) no time (laughs) or you know this other move i don't know if my mom would do this on purpose but sometimes she would do the like right wake you up in the morning and start asking you a bunch of questions oh no and you're like half asleep and you're like this is this is hard (laughs) to not tell the truth oh oh yeah i never had that but my my house is very direct but like in just this like kind of like painful irish catholic way of like Mm. it they wouldn't always say exactly what was on their mind, but it would be like making fun of you in a way that you were like, you fucked up. And also like, I'm going to make you hate yourself a little bit. <laughs> just all this like, uh, just like humiliating humor. Yeah. And so then you, I think that's where like my bad attachment styles come from. It's like, it's not necessarily bad. Not, not as bad. Remember the book? You just <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> remember 
remember the book. <laughs> no, remember? Bad. They're no. all equal. <laughs> That's what I liked about yeah. it. It wasn't like, no, you're wrong. It was just like, okay, this is how you act and this is what you need. Anyway. Yeah. But it makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Right. And um, well, through the book, I have learned that self-deprecating humor is not an effective form of communication. <laughs> <laughs> so. I mean, I do that too. Yeah. <laughs> That's my whole act. <laughs> yeah, but you're getting paid to do it. Mm. It's when I don't want to handle conversations. I yeah. just, you know. We'll put it this way. I think with most conflicts, a lot of us don't communicate well and typically become either anxious or avoidant. Mm-hmm. Because, like, reading this chapter, I was like, yeah, I technically got a secure attachment. But I was like, oh, there's been many times that I pulled some of these moves that it references. And it also depends on, like, the size of the issue you're talking about. Also Because the harder it is to bring up. Like, small potato things, I'm like, yeah, I can be very direct and have a secure conversation about it. Mm -hmm. Also, I really don't give a shit what the other person has to say. Like, if I'm super confident in my side of things. Um, But if it's more of, like, a a larger conversation that there's going to be a lot more emotion involved in it. Yeah. That's where I get that anxious and avoidant combo. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, I think that's everybody. Yeah. Because you're going into the conversation knowing if this doesn't go a certain way, this relationship is probably over. Yeah. Which is not a fun place to be in. No. no so that's why you're like, that let me bring it up after my cousin's wedding. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> or like whatever you after got going vacation. on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or when you're like, pretty sure you know what they're gonna say Mm. um like there's one example in the book that they talk about if you think your partner might be cheating yeah and it's just like ah that's Uh uh, that's easier to bury Mm -hmm. not easier but it's more comfortable just to bury inside yeah or snoop yeah there's another one Uh okay i also think a lot of people are guilty of throughout relationships you'll have little things right that Mm. you notice but you don't say anything about because you're like oh not a big deal i'm gonna let that go yeah but then when a big thing happens, it is so hard to not go back and reference all those little things that have stayed in your brain. Oh, this is not where I thought you were going to go with this, oh. but I agree with you. Like you, like when you're almost sudden like in a conflict and you're like, oh yeah, and that one time you said this, that bothered me. And then you did this, that bothered yeah. me. And they're sitting there like, well, what the, what the fuck? You're just bringing up like a whole history I didn't even know existed. Just bullets from every direction. Yeah. yeah. But I think that's hard for a lot of people, even if they're little bullets or a past fight, yeah. to like move beyond that fight and not bring up that fight again. Yeah. Because I've been on the opposite end where someone brings up past shit and I'm like, oh, we already talked about that. But yeah, now it's, it's like- just... It's almost like you're in a, it's, it's literally like you're on trial. Right. And they're like, oh, we're going to use this example over here because it, it, it's a reflection of your character. Right. And it's like, okay, either you forgave me or you didn't. Right. But where I thought you were going to go with this is that when people just let the little things go, especially early on in a relationship, they don't really learn how to fight together. Also so true. they don't learn to get through things. And then when a really big thing comes up, you, you can't kind of move past that because mm. you don't usually because you don't really have these like bridges built together i think that's something that happened with my ex space jam and i we had never fought and i was like this is amazing mm-hmm. you know we there's zero conflict here I was yeah. like, i don't think either of us really genuinely cared that much about the little things so then when it came to the big thing mm-hmm. it was like oh wow there's actually nothing here or i've heard many guy friends say this of like they kind of like getting into a little fight because they like the resolving it and it feels like they 
kind of went through something together or that they're like sh- like have a stronger bond that feels twisted to me isn't it weird yeah. but like but a lot of guys i think feel that way where they're like oh i fixed it she was mad now she's not mad anymore i fixed it i think they're just saying they like the makeup sex <laughs> <laughs> i guess if that comes with it i'll say makeup sex is kind of the best i mean i've never had it so yeah, i'll take I, your word for it yeah i had this guy i dated in grad school i, I don't even think we liked each other's personalities at all Ooh. Um, but we just fought and then would have sex and was like that that was great yeah and let's do that again next week yeah uh, then you're just, creating a habit yeah. right you're like yeah. there's a reward after this fight yeah. <laughs> so i'm gonna have one and then one day you never make up <laughs> you're like damn it <laughs> and then one day there's no more cookie <laughs> yeah. yes that's exactly what happened to me uh i was gonna say i have like a, I have a technology example that i think is common for a lot of relationships okay of, okay you think it's kind of a small scale thing of like hmm my partner never posts me on social media yeah like this not is not even a story yeah. right but that's something that especially when you're early dating someone everyone's like chill 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 mm-hmm. you don't want to look crazy you don't want to look too demanding you've mm-hmm. only been going out a couple months blah blah or and you shouldn't be posting them too much like right. there's there's an etiquette there's a game Mm-hmm. you're like okay they're not posting me i'm not gonna post them but also it's yeah. like okay maybe he's not my boyfriend yet or she's not my girlfriend yet whatever yeah but i've known people to then be boyfriend and girlfriend and whatever amount of time and there's still like no record of the other person anywhere yeah it's like where do you rip off the band-aid yeah like where do you bring it up that you yeah. don't feel like you're crazy and yeah. i feel like that's an example that if they got in a fight about something else they'd be like and you never post me on instagram <laughs> like, <laughs> and it just come, those little things come out yeah sounding insane they do but it's like okay if you do just have a real conversation about it you can be like this makes me feel like you don't want to show me off instead yeah. of just like and you never tag me or uh-huh. anything or bite the bullet and you post something yeah like you're like there you are tag oh i'm telling everybody because then you could play the dumb card yeah. if they say something you're like what you're my boyfriend true why is that crazy maybe okay so maybe i should have done this and i'm doing exactly what the book says not to do but i'm already i'm already <laughs> yeah, down the like, path yeah i was like did i just say a manipulative thing <laughs> did we learn nothing <laughs> So the book says not to like go down the path of I should have done this, should have done that. Okay. But we're going to play the game. So like a week before Space Jam and I broke up was his birthday. Mm-hmm. And I posted a story of like photo of him. Happy birthday. And did not tag him because I was like, he doesn't really use social. You know, and it, it just felt like it wasn't going to be a big deal. Um, And I was also a little bit like you know since he's not into instagram he might think it was dumb that i was posting something well i was gonna say did you not tag him because you felt like that was gonna put pressure on him to share it on his own stuff i don't even know if, at that point i was like i don't even think he knows how to share it but now that we've Hilarious. broken up he watches my stuff a lot that i'm mm. like hmm you're actually on here quite a bit more often than you uh yeah than you alluded to sir he's a smart man with a good job he could figure it out yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'm giving him no credit in this department <laughs> if you tagged him <laughs> I'm like, I'm sorry, you make how much money? Yeah, Instagram story. That's complicated. That's hard. <laughs> the big button that says share to your story. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, I don't think I'll get it. Yeah, my mom's figured it out. I think he, I think Space Jam can figure it out. <laughs> oh, I make too many excuses for men. No. Yeah. Oh. I mean, we all do. That's yeah. That's why this book hurts a bit. Yeah. Because you're like, ah, I've done that move. Yep. 
Yeah, I think I still would have gotten dumped anyways, but it would have been a time to have a conversation, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. I don't know. The the Instagram move, I'm like, my next relationship, I'm not going to be shy about having them on Instagram. Because I, I think like it's a, a telling sign. I think we've talked about this before, and I feel like I broke my own rule in dating Space Jam, but what's like your timeline of when you would post when you're seeing someone? Um, well, I'm at the age that I'm like, if someone's my boyfriend, that means I'd see it lasting for a while. So you would think, yeah, you would think (laughs) (laughs) I made that mistake. (laughs) Uh, put it this way. Instagram story. Yeah. When they're my boyfriend. Okay. I'll be posting shit in there. Timeline. Maybe a month after it. Okay. Like, okay. cause I'm just like, I'm at the point I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to call someone my boyfriend that I don't see a potential future with. Yeah. And I kind of think it is a test of like, oh, is this going to, is this going to blow up your spot? Yeah. Like, are you being weird? Yeah. I've yeah. seen too many TikToks that they're like, I posted my man. Then I got all these DMs like, I'm coming to you as a woman. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. so I'm just like, oh, Yikes. it almost makes me be like, yeah, we all should be posting him. Yeah. We all should be posting them, doing that thing around their room. Like, anybody recognize this room? <laughs> before I before I get with this guy. Yeah. We should have like a, there should be like another side of TikTok just for that. Yeah. Just women helping women. Literally. Yeah. It's great. So Oh, I don't I also I think it depends a little bit on like the social calendar. Cause I think about mm. like there's just chunks of time where there's nothing going on. But if you're in like the heat, the thick of summer and it's just wedding after wedding and you're like a new relationship, but you're going places and taking photos together i feel like it's weird not to post something yeah i mean you know this is to each their own you know yeah because like a wedding you could do the like oh i'm gonna do a gallery of photos so the first photo is not me and my man yeah. the first one's me and the bride or whoever i knew at the wedding mm-hmm. then like third or fourth picture me and my man because i have a friend that was dating someone was his girlfriend and she complained to him that he only posts her like fourth photo in the gallery. <laughs> such a specific, <laughs> such a specific beef. But I'm with her. But what was funny yeah. is I took that as a mental note as a move. I was like, that's a nice soft introduce. Yeah. Of oh, I'm with someone, but then like if we break up, I don't got to remove this post. Right. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Do you? I was gonna say, do you scrub photos after you break up? But would you? Uh, I would archive them probably. Yeah. Yeah. I don't see why not. It's so easy. Right. Like. Especially, but here's the thing. I agree with everyone when they're like, those couples that post all the time together, when you break up, we get a breakup post. Yeah. I want an announcement. I want to know what happened. I was just thinking about this of like way back in the day when Facebook first came out, didn't they used to have that? They would say it's no longer in a relationship. Yes. And I need that back. Like Uh that is the T that I want to know. I don't want to know who got together. I don't give a shit about Mm -hmm. that. I want to know who broke up. I would like to know why, but I'll tell my own story. Like, if you don't tell me, I'll, f- I'll figure something out when yeah. he's going to be a cheater in my head. But I, I I would like to know. Yeah, just know that you guys broke up. Yeah. It has to be announced. We right. we got to see your love shoved in our face for however long yeah. amount of time that we deserve a podcast episode. Yeah. <laughs> or just You should something. be required to go on a podcast. Yeah. Your favorite <laughs> yeah. podcast of your choice. Yeah, you have to come on Shooter's Gotta Shoot <laughs> yeah. if you know we're talking about you. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I'm tired of sending those texts to the group chats or right? just around of like, did so and so break up? Because it's not that I really care, but I would like to know. Yeah. I mean, we're already doing the research for you guys uh, based off books. We might as well get the research for you based on famous relationships. Yeah. So if there's anyone you suspect no longer in a relationship that you want to know about, DM us. We'll find out. Yeah, we will. How about that? We'll yeah. figure it out. <laughs> we'll be like Mary Kate and Ashley, detective style. <laughs> 
whatever. <laughs> That's the worst Mary Kate and Ashley oh, is it? ever. I don't even know what it was called. <laughs> oh, okay. So before we get to the meat of the book, guys, we are sponsored. As always, by sunsetlakecbd.com. Uh, get all your CBD needs there. They literally have everything you could want. They even have stuff for your dog, which, mm-hmm. as we said, spooky season, worth it. Yeah. And you know what? I, uh, I've i been drinking a lot of tequila lately, which doesn't mm. do great things for my anxiety on like a Monday morning. So I've just been popping those gummies. Yeah. And I just, it puts me right back at like mellow. Sunsetlakecbd.com. Uh, use promo code SGS20. Because what goes up must come down. So if you're drinking tequila on the weekends, like Molly, yeah. you're coming down on Monday. So you could use a little use a little juice. Yeah, a little equilibrium, baby. Now, let's get to the book. All right. Why use effective communication? <laughs> <laughs> Seems obvious, but tell me. <laughs> I like how they're like, all right, hear us out. <laughs> um, people's response to effective communication is always very telling. It either allows you to avoid getting involved in a dead-end relationship or it helps bring the relationship to a deeper level. So effective communication works to achieve two goals, to choose the right partner. Effective communication is the quickest, most direct way to determine whether your prospective partner will be able to meet your needs. Your date's response to effective communication can reveal more in five minutes than you could learn in months of dating. Like this, this did confuse me a little bit of, I was thinking of this more in a relationship but so when they said like your date's response to effective mm. communication, what do you think constitutes effective communication on a date and like a, a first or second date? On the first couple of dates, I think it would just be being honest when people ask you things. Right. Of like, do you want kids? Oh, you talk about that on first dates? Some guys bring it up. I don't bring oh. it up. I'm like, I'm more of a kind of like get to know you kind of gal. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just saying like, uh, it's more anything they ask me. I'm like, I'm very open and honest. Yeah, same. Um, the only question I don't like that I don't think anyone should be asking is when you meet through apps of like, so do, do you go on a lot of dates on the apps? It's like, oh, what? Yeah. That's just, you're not going to like my answer either way. Either I look lame if I'm like, no, not really. Right. Or I look like kind of promiscuous. I'm like, yeah, I go on dates all the time. For this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, there's no in there. I got one after this. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think it would be, it says dating. I don't think it means the first couple dates. Okay. I would say it means after it's like, oh, like, I don't know. How often do you make it to, like, four dates with someone? Five? Yeah, not often. Rare. Like, I only make it that far if I'm like, oh, I like this guy. Right. So, if I'm on, like, date number five with them and there's, like, a communication thing I don't like, say, they always take a long time to respond or they don't make plans, like, far enough in advance, like, mm-hmm. that it bothers me, I think that's what it's referring. It's just kind of being like, hey, mm-hmm. just so you know, like, it's really hard for me to make plans this last minute. Like, if you could just give me a little more of a heads up. I'd appreciate it. Like, okay. Some along those lines. Okay. That makes more sense. Okay. So it says, if the other person shows a sincere wish to understand your needs and put your well-being first, your future together has promise. If he or she brushes your concerns aside as insignificant or makes you feel inadequate, foolish, or self-indulgent, you can conclude that this person doesn't sincerely have your best interests in mind and you are probably incompatible. Yeah. A lot easier said than done because like once you already have the feels and someone gaslights you it's so hard to actually tell you're being like gaslit Mm -hmm. you know because when it's early yeah Mm -hmm. and sometimes especially if you are more of an anxious attachment style you doubt a little bit of what you're upset about or at least this happens to me so it's like i think that instagram is a great example Mm -hmm. of 
especially as women, you think, okay, well, this feels like very trivial and, you know, he might not really care about Instagram and, you know, how can I, it's probably silly to bring anything up. And then if he kind of is combative or just makes you feel like it's a ridiculous request, Mm -hmm. that's just going to sort of ignite your anxieties of like, oh, I was right. I shouldn't have said anything. Yeah. And anybody I know that's really anxious once they're like with, um, a partner and it like becomes a serious relationship a lot of times the number one thing they said is they were like oh i just always felt very calm around them yeah like they didn't feed into my anxiety they actually made me less anxious yeah so i'm like i think yeah i think with anyone though that's like a telling sign we were just like oh i feel really calm and if i bring something up i don't feel bad about bringing it up yeah i think the best advice or just like tip that i got really with any sort of communication was that when you come from a place that place of i feel yeah someone should always listen so like also like if you're speaking that way but like listen or listen to the way that people are reacting to it Mm -hmm. because it's like like there really is no right or wrong with feelings like your feelings are valid it's what you're experiencing so if someone is just telling you your feelings are wrong that's it's really fucked up when you think about it right or often we respond defensively when anybody like comes at us with any issue because you feel like they're being like this is your fault yes which like you're just asking a question and when they're immediately just defensive and like well it's like oh okay you're not hearing me out right like it's like we listen to respond but not we don't listen to understand thousand percent and that's more what it is you're just like no you're not even trying to understand what i'm saying right especially when like certain conversations are hard yeah or i just you know as we always say we're like think of it as a friend if a friend was like hey when you did this it really bothered me like would your first response be like well i did that because not a good friend no (laughs) right like you would just be like oh i'm so sorry like i feel bad that i made you feel bad right like Like, how do we fix this exactly Mm -hmm. or man you know what this really reminds me of i saw a great quote when a relationship ends the red flags were there in the beginning yeah and those are the reasons it always ends mm-hmm. and it's just like feeds into the like the love is blind or it makes mm-hmm. you like doubt because you're like well i really like this person so let me give them a pass and it's like oh no a lot of the times whatever's happening right in the beginning kind of is what's just going to continue yeah because it sets the tone and i think that so often in the beginning we make that excuse of well, it's early. It's so soon to tell, mm-hmm. uh, you know, just make excuses because it's soon. Yeah. It's like, no, if someone's into you. They should be into you and they should show it. Right. Like you shouldn't have to play these guessing games. Yeah. And like the Instagram example. That's why yeah. I'm like, I'm doing it early. I don't yeah. care. I'm like, oh, you're my boyfriend. You're with me. Right. Why would you be worried that you're on my Instagram and people know? You shouldn't. That's a good question. You shouldn't. It's a very good question. Right. Hopefully they don't dump you three weeks later. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, maybe they will. I don't know. But I can delete that shit. Who yeah, cares? That's true. Um, all right. So the other goal, it says, is to make sure your needs are met in the relationship, whether it's a brand new one or one of long standing. By spelling out your needs, you are making it a lot easier for your partner to meet them. He or she doesn't need to guess whether something is bothering you or what the something is. And you wrote a note here saying sometimes the fear is a reason for not doing this. Because you know in your gut that they're not going to do what you want. Yeah, I think... Or it, need, sorry. Yeah, so I was just thinking as I was reading that, that, like, if you know what they're going to say, sometimes you just, you're not ready to have that conversation. But it's, like, the longer that you let it go, mm-hmm. it's it's just going to be a harder and harder conversation to have because your feelings for this person are probably going to get deeper. Mm-hmm. And like you just said, like, 
the when a relationship ends the flags were there the whole time right so it's like you can't avoid them like you do need to talk about them yeah or this makes me think of like girls that kind of brag about like oh my guy always gets me flowers or Mm. he always does this i'm sitting there being like well did you once tell him that that's what you like yeah like you know what i mean i've never told a guy that i like getting flowers same and i've never gotten them (laughs) right (laughs) so it's like that might be on me yeah (laughs) then i never was like hey i like flowers yeah Yeah. i told space jam i liked alcohol and he just showered me in champagne and vodka and i was like you know what okay not bad learned a lesson there can also get delivered yeah we won't tell you by who because they don't sponsor us. But <laughs> um, but Dom Perignon does go to yeah. shitty apartments in Queens. <laughs> right. Um, or I think Jordana, I don't know if she talked about this on our episode with her, but I've heard her mention before how she's a card person and so am I. Mm-hmm. And with her current fiance that she's marrying soon, she told him after getting like a gift, she was like, oh, there's no card. And he was like, oh, why do I need a card? And she was like, well, I just, I like cards. Mm-hmm. Like she was like, to me, that's, actually better than whatever the gift is yeah so but she said that and now he gives her a card yeah so it's like it's that easy right that's like um, <laughs> i was gonna say unlike me i told eggs benedict that never got a card and we broke up so <laughs> you know what oh my god that's definitely happened to me before of like mm-hmm. guys say oh, i remember a guy that i dated um when i was living in vermont actually <laughs> recently saw him anyways uh that's the story for the patreon but um Oh yeah, patreon.com slash shooters gotta shoot. <laughs> I forgot to promote that. If you want to hear what's really going on, uh, patreon.com slash shooters gotta shoot. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, so we had been talking about like how allegedly we both liked notes from each other. Okay. Uh, or like from people in our lives. And it was, I was like decided that we were going to write each other notes. And I was like, yeah, like I was the one to like go first. And then he got super weird and also like it wasn't like a weird no it was just like a, that like we were i was really enjoying like having him in my life kind yeah of but you are a really good writer thank you so <laughs> i can see why he might have been a little intimidated to write back yeah he did not write anything Never. back we just like didn't talk about it and i was like sick sick, sick yeah sick. that's a bummer okay. man yeah. that's like sending a nude and you don't get anything back right you're just like wow i got i literally got left on red yeah i mean <laughs> i would feel better of like not getting one back like my body was too hot but now he's just like your words are too much yeah <laughs> i was like yeah i can't i can't do words yeah <laughs> damn yeah i was pretty mad okay so one of the tips it gives for this is um it's, it gives an example of someone needing to be reassured a lot that their partner loves them and is attracted to them and instead of trying to conceal this wish because it is not socially acceptable to sound so needy you state it as a given when presented this way, you don't come off as either weak or needy, but as self-confident and assertive. Yeah, just self-aware. Right? Um, this is the opposite of the rules. Yeah, exactly. I wrote, like, do you think that there, someone could ever follow the rules and be an effective communicator? Um, I think if you could follow the rules in the very, very beginning, because it's all about they pursue you first. Mm-hmm. But I think once you are dating someone, you absolutely need to not be doing that anymore right like the example she gave specifically of like i don't even initiate cuddling with my husband i thought to myself i was like well when i'm upset i just want to be held yeah i don't really want to talk i just want someone to hold me and maybe rub my back a little bit that's all right. i want but it's like how are they supposed to know that and if i'm upset i'm not allowed to just be like hey babe can you hold me for five minutes like that's yeah. crazy to me well it's also nuts to me because most m- men's love languages is physical touch 
right it's like you're also just actively not appealing to that true that's like and if it's something that makes you feel good why wouldn't you want to make to do that for your partner yeah exactly to, like know. just initiating sex or whatever yeah. right just I, reciprocate it. i don't agree with it right but I, I especially didn't agree because that example she gave i was like oh that would be me needing something and just shoving it down and not communicating not communicating that i was upset or had a bad day or anything and then also not letting them know like what i need from them right because we've all been there where you're like what the fuck do you want from me (laughs) and there's nothing worse than that of like someone just so upset and you're like i I don't know how to fix it like it's terrible make it better right yeah yeah i yeah i i disagree with a lot of the rules um but (laughs) especially (laughs) this um i'm curious for you though with something like feeling needy Uh, things like that like sometimes i'll i'll tee up and say in a way of like okay i know this sounds crazy or like i know this is probably a lot do you think that is kind of giving a person an out when you start it like that to almost agree with you of like yeah that is nuts Mm, i think saying this could be crazy and this is a lot yes but Mm. i think if you said (laughs) listen i'm a very anxious person so sometimes I overthink things. Okay. And then you ask whatever question you want to ask. Okay. Because I think that was actually literally an example from here. Yeah. I, I should do that. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally just being like, hey, I'm anxious. So I'm going to need reassurance with X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Too much horsepower up here. Or this is how my mind works. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's scary. <laughs> <laughs> but it basically says uh, when you do that, you set the tone for the relationship as one in which you can both be honest and in which each has the sacred responsibility to look out for the other's well-being. Once your partner sees that you can be so open, he or she will follow suit. Well, or they don't. <laughs> yeah, that, that was a note that I made. Like, yeah. That's a big promise. Yeah, once they see that you can be that vulnerable, right. they'll do it too. It's like, yeah, no, they might actually shut down on you. Right, it's one way or the other. Right. Um, yeah, it says you can judge immediately how important your well-being is to your partner based on how they respond. Okay, so it gives a couple of examples of judging the response. Okay. Does he or she try to get to the bottom of your concerns? Does he or she respond to the issue at hand? Or does he or she try to dodge you? <laughs> ben there. Oh, that ben hits. there. That hits. All right. Well, they just don't text back. Ooh, okay. Uh, does he or she take your concerns seriously? Or does she or he try to belittle you and make you feel foolish for raising them? <laughs> mm. That's fun. Yeah. Does he or she try to find ways to make you feel better? Or is he or she only busy acting defensive? Mm. Is he or she replying to your concerns only factually, as in a court of law? (laughs) 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 Or is he or she also in tune with your emotional well-being? Yeah. As we're reading this, I'm like, I used to think that space jam was this like very secure attachment style that was very concerned about my well-being mm-hmm. and i think in most ways you know he was but when things did start to go bad and we would be sort of like arguing like it was like for 30 seconds that that argument lasted um and then it was just done but like what he would say to me was like you're just thinking too much or like that would be sort of defensive mm. of like yeah like you 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 overthink and he would sort of like use that as an excuse so then i would always just go back and kind of be like okay well i'm overthinking it's fine like like that's all he would say yeah you're overthinking he wouldn't say you're overthinking it i just meant this like there wasn't like a 
there second half really, of it? really not much of a Ooh, second half okay yeah. because because yeah. that can be true yeah if i've had friends come to me with questions they're like blah, 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 and i'm like i think you're overthinking it i think this is exactly what it meant yeah you like, like map out your thinking right yeah yeah especially yeah, if someone said that. something i said i was like oh this is what i meant right i didn't mean how you interpreted it and i'm sorry that it made you go through the spiral yeah <laughs> but like yeah there's communicating with it yeah no it would just be the conversation of we know you think too much mm-hmm. and your brain gets crazy i'm like well now i feel like a psychopath so <laughs> cool 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 i mean this book literally is saying if your par- partner is responsive and genuinely concerned about your happiness and security you have a green light to go ahead with the relationship <laughs> and so it's actually basically being like hey don't fully commit to someone without seeing how they kind of handle these yeah which I don't disagree with. This kind of is uh, the matchmaker Maria rule a bit. That's why she has that 12 date rule. Yeah, because like a lot is going to happen in that amount of time. Right. And I think so often we get into relationships with people or like really in-depth situationships Mm -hmm. in like modern dating without really like experiencing a fight because the honeymoon period is just like so everything is sort of like in this bubble yeah you know and or, then or experiencing a bad mood right i feel like it's a big example she gives yes what are they like on a bad day and also what do they like when you have a bad day right and that's i think where avoidance would come in yeah Ooh. Ooh. yeah that's kind of probably those like spirally periods when you're early on dating someone you like might not hear from them for a day or two it's like yeah, yeah. everyone has bad days mm-hmm. but like you're over there thinking you did something wrong and then they pop back up and you're like, oh, they don't hate me. Yep. We're all good. Mm-hmm. So here's a question. Why is it hard for people with an insecure style to adopt effective communication? Effective communication almost seems like a no-brainer. After all, all people can do it once they set their mind to it, right? Well, yes, as long as they are secure. Often, insecure people cannot get in touch with what is really bothering them. They get overwhelmed by emotions and lash out. Yeah. Do you agree with that? I think anybody can get overwhelmed by emotions and lash out Mm -hmm. i think it's maybe you're just more likely to if you are insecure but also it's like look your partner might be doing things that are making you insecure yeah like with the whole you know cheating debacle right yeah like the couch guy all right yeah you've seen the viral couch guy that everyone's talking literally good morning america talked about couch guy (laughs) like and what's so funny is i think a lot of people responded strongly to the video because it tapped into their own insecurity of them having a boyfriend or girlfriend away at college and feeling that when they would visit them yeah of feeling this like i feel like you're talking to other people Mm -hmm. or sleeping with other people or getting attention from other people Mm -hmm. and it flares up that insecurity yeah absolutely or you could say like yeah his reaction i would feel a little insecure i'd be like all right he doesn't really seem to care. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, it's kind of more of a, what are you doing here? Yeah. <laughs> like, Glad I made the trip. <laughs> right. Oh, this made me think, though, of also understanding what type of communication is more effective for you. Because, mm-hmm. like, when I'm really upset, I get overwhelmed when I have to verbally communicate. Like, okay. I just, especially if I'm, like, really, really upset, I can't get it out of my, like, from my head to my mouth, basically, mm-hmm. and, like, out. And so that just increases the anxiety because my head will just start to spiral and I can't like it's just moving too fast for me to say something. So I if I put it in writing, but a lot of people don't like to get like a long text. Right. So that is also where it gets tricky because like I just need to write something out because that's where I can make the most sense of it. Okay. And send it. But most people don't like to receive communication that way. 
Yeah, or I think it's more just because uh, via text to email, it's, there's no tone to it. Right. I understand your thought of getting your thoughts organized. Yeah. Because I'll feel that way when there's something that is bothering me. My emotion more is like something that's making me angry. Because mm-hmm. I'll be like, I want to have this conversation calmly. Yeah. And not get angry and upset that way. Yeah. Because then you're like heated and then you lose logic. <laughs> you're <laughs> right. like, oh, suddenly I'm now attacking or being defensive or whatever. Right. right. So... Yeah, I but I I think that's not a bad tactic. Or it's more if you know that. Right. That I guess it would probably just make more sense to like write it down first and then go into a verbal conversation. Yeah. Because I agree with you that tone is completely lost in mm-hmm. writing and this was something that like one guy I dated we used to fight about it all the time of just he, like my vocabulary he couldn't see through like he it just like didn't make sense to him so he would think like the, some of the words that I use, he would think that I was really mad. And I'm like, no, I'm just trying to be direct. Interesting. So he would always then just get really avoidant because he was like, oh, she's super pissed. And yeah. I'm like, no, I'm just trying to be clear. But mm. obviously that did not work. Yeah. I have a pretty good hard rule of I don't typically get into arguments via text. Yeah, that's a good rule. Um, yeah. Like there was someone in my life that was like ar- trying to argue with me via text. And I just mm-hmm. kept being like, Hey, let's just talk about this sometime. Yeah. Like I was like, I'm not going to text back and forth. Right. Cause I also don't like the screenshot game. Yeah. I, like the whatever, but it was also the thing of like, especially via text, man, if someone else keeps going off and you're like, yeah, you want to call sometime. It's just like, well, you're just listening to yourself. You're not listening to me. Right. At all. You just, you just want to get out what you want to say and fine. But I'm just like, yeah, I'd rather you do that on the phone. Cause yeah. I get afterwards just kind of be like, okay. Do you feel better? Like, <laughs> is there anything yeah. else? You know? Well, when you ask for a call and someone doesn't respect that too, it's like, yeah, then you don't really care that much. Cause it's like, that's what I'm saying that I need. Right. So. Or same with, you know, I've known many couples in relationships that one is conflict heavy and one is very conflict avoidant. Mm-hmm. And it just like gets established. Like, Hey, I need a minute when mm-hmm. we have a fight. Cause I, I'm not going to be as quick as you or you're going to be too domineering or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like kind of just like, I need a minute to gather my thoughts. Like you said. Yeah. And it's just like, that's another thing. If someone was like, well, I want to talk about it now. It's like, I'm not saying I don't want to talk about it. I just can't talk about it right this second. Yeah. I need some air. But then the flip side would be someone that keeps saying that. Then you're like, right. okay, well now you're clearly just yeah. avoiding. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You got to set a time and a date and yeah, a place. Right. Exactly. It's going down. Right. Okay. So it has some examples here. If you're anxious. So, if you're anxious, you don't expect your partner to respond positively, but anticipate the opposite. You perceive the relationship as something fragile and unstable that can collapse at any moment. These thoughts and assumptions make it hard for you to express your needs effectively. When you finally talk to your partner, you often do it in a way that is explosive, accusatory, critical, or threatening. I don't know if I agree with like the way you approach necessarily, but I do agree with that. You think just basically assume the absolute worst. Mm-hmm. And I think I always end up coming at things then way more apologetically than I need to. Okay. Because I feel like I'm in a position where I need to fix something because the other person like in my head hates me. And mm. like, this is basically like whatever we have is completely over when that is such an extreme so it's like less of a conversation and more of just me making more overtures than i need to yeah that's or you're yeah you're kind of going into the conflict like taking the blame yeah yeah that's not that's not good no it's not (laughs) 
and then Ar- it doesn't work out. I was like, well, according to this book, arguments are about winning. <laughs> and I just go in like already taken the L. <laughs> uh, just kidding. But that is, I mean, that is something that a lot of people work through in therapy. They're like, I hear a lot of winning and losing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we established last week I got kicked out of therapy. <laughs> uh, ready? Ready for this? There was a study. Men who dated anxious partners reported self-disclosing less often and rated their general level of communication as lower than others. Yeah, that's not surprising. Mm -hmm. And it says that your partner may respond negatively, but you're never sure if he or she is responding to your need or to your protest behavior. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah, it gives an example you highlighted here. All right. Say, for example, that you call your partner's cell phone incessantly because you fear he's cheating. He decides that he's had enough and breaks up with you. You're left second guessing, wondering if you actually pushed him away by acting so clingy or if he decided that you really just weren't right for him. You don't get an answer to your original concern, which is whether he cares enough to listen to your worries, reassure reassure you, and do whatever it takes to make you feel safe and loved. See, I think this is such an interesting example. And what I don't like about it is that they don't give you an outline of how to approach that because mm. yeah blowing up their phone not a good call i would agree with that mm-hmm. but if you really have a feeling that your spouse is cheating how do you approach that conversation without being accusatory because uh yeah i, I don't know <laughs> you are accusing them yeah of something very massive like do you need to yeah. have your evidence first um i mean i feel uh the only thing i can think of is basically being like hey i feel like there's been a lot of distance between us like, yeah. is there something going on? But yeah. that's still so vague. It's just and like, you think who's... they'd be like, yeah, I'm banging someone else. That's, like, a, that's, a, that's the thing. I don't yeah. think anyone cheating is really going to admit that they're cheating. Right. Because then why are they in the relationship? Mm. You know, it's funny. I feel like people only have the balls to ask if there's someone else when they're getting broken up with. Yeah. Because you're kind of like, well, I already lost. So right. <laughs> what yeah. else can I lose? Exactly. It's... Or if you know that you're right. You feel it. You yeah. feel it in your gut. You, yeah. If you have to snoop, yeah. then you know. Cheating specifically, it's like, what do you just have a conversation of like, so for some reason, my gut is just telling me not to trust you. Yeah. <laughs> like, I did a tarot reading the other day. Yeah. <laughs> some girl popped all. up on my TikTok. No hashtags. Yeah. <laughs> Call a psychic. I, I don't know what I, I don't know what I would tell someone. Yeah. I have no idea how to approach that. I mean, that I just woman to woman. I'm kind of like, ah, I mean, if you assume they're kind of cheating, you have a feeling. I'm like, you're probably right yeah that's the thing i'm like you're probably right yeah maybe that is the best way just be like are you cheating and see how they respond <laughs> that is being direct and effective yeah but if you're wrong mm. that's such a big one to be wrong about okay so it has if you're avoidant as someone with an avoidant attachment style you're often unaware of your need for distance and separateness you feel the need to get away but don't understand why When you get that feeling, you may assume that you're beginning to be less attracted to your partner, in which case, what is there to talk about? He or she is probably not the one, so why prolong the agony? But then you find yourself in one failed relationship after another, repeating the same cycle again and again. If you are avoidant, the first step, therefore, is to acknowledge your need for space, whether emotional or physical, when things get too close, and then learn how to communicate that need. Mm. Explain to your partner in advance that you need some time alone when you you feel things getting too mushy and then it's not a problem with him or her but rather your own need in any relationship oh so like if it's too hot and heavy they kind of or too it kind of like almost like honeymoon phase freaks them out like it's suffocating for them yeah interesting or i know people like this 
Yeah, or it might just be like literally the amount of time together. Yeah, because that can be overwhelming, especially the older that you get. Like you and I, right around 30, very established in our everyday, Mm. you know, especially with like having been single for as long as we have, that it is really overwhelming when all of a sudden somebody wants to take up basically the majority of your time. You're like, I thought I didn't have time before. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, Because that's something that I think a lot about and like kind of wonder if Space Jam and I ever would have really had a relationship had there not been the pandemic because life was just upside down and our there was nothing else like I couldn't have a regular social life right so there there really was nothing else going on so it's like okay I'll date you Mm -hmm. but now like I feel like that would be very suffocating not even suffocating I I just remember being like I don't think he he would have had the time to fit into your schedule yeah not into mine no right like yeah, I, no. I, I was just like yeah you're a very social person it's hard to like schedule time with you as it is yeah so it's just like yeah unless someone like really is making the effort yeah i gotta get on my calendar right <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah send us an invite okay so then it has the question of when should i use effective communication worries and fears surface more when you are not communicating your concerns and are letting things build up So it says, if you are anxious, turn to effective communication when you feel you are starting to resort to protest behavior. When something your partner has said or done has activated your attachment system to the point that where you feel you're on the verge of acting out by not answering their calls, threatening to leave, or engaging in any form of protest behavior, stop yourself. Then figure out what your real needs are and use effective communication instead. But only after you've thoroughly calmed down. (laughs) (laughs) that's a good good caveat yeah okay and then the next one says if you are avoidant the surefire sign that you need to use effective communication is when you feel an irrepressible need to bolt use effective communication to explain to your partner that you need some space and that you'd like to find a way of doing so that is acceptable to him or her suggest a few alternatives (laughs) making sure that the other person's needs are taken care of by doing so you're more likely to get the breathing space you need I like two things about that. One, both of them, it's like, yeah, as soon as you start to feel whatever it is that your issue is, Mm -hmm. that's when you have the conversation. But then also with, I think avoiding the suggestion of coming with sort of like suggestions to the conversation, I feel like an anxious person should do that too. Like, I think that's just a baseline of effective communication oh for sure and also just not throwing your problems and insecurities on someone else it's like okay i i thought about this i'm trying to Mm -hmm. fix it and build it and like work with you here this is what i'm thinking like what are your thoughts on that yeah and i think that makes it more of a conversation rather than just you spilling on someone else oh definitely and i'm thinking of like I'm always the type of person in a relationship. I'm like, oh, I just want to know when am I going to see you next? Yeah. Like something to look forward to. Right. Right. Almost as if you were in a long distance relationship. Yeah. Because I'm like, I'm busy a lot of nights too. Between these podcasts and shows. It's like, yeah, there's not a lot of nights that I'm like, oh, I have nothing tonight. Right. Like there's not one thing I have to go to. Yeah. So for me, it's always like, okay, if I was talking to someone who was avoidant and I've been there before, it's like, I'm sitting there being like, hey, I just need to know when I'm going to see you again. Right. You don't have to text me all day. You don't have to like call me every night. You know, like I'm yeah. very like, I don't need that. That's not what I need. No, I just want to know when. Yeah. Can I throw a scenario to you? Yes. Uh, I know someone that's happened to of their partner 
told them that they were like going out with friends or like away with friends. Okay. And then turns out they were still like in the same location for the weekend, but just wanted alone time for the whole weekend, but felt like they couldn't say that obviously, but basically like they got caught lying. Oof. Okay. I see both sides of this. Um, One, I would assume cheating personally. If my partner pulled that with me, I would be like, oh, what are you hanging out with another woman this weekend and don't want me to know? Right. Is what my, what I would assume. I, part of me would think that I would also just think like you can't have an adult conversation with me. Also that. Like that, like you don't think I can handle this because it's like, okay, if you think that I can't handle you sleeping by yourself for a weekend. You're right. Then you definitely don't think I'm capable of a lot Mm -hmm. of other things. (laughs) Right. But also it's like, listen, if you're the type of person you're like, hey, yeah, I want to see you one day on the weekend and one day during the week, and that's what I need, Mm -hmm. then you're probably just not compatible. Right. But a lot of times we take it all personal, but the lying about anything would really irk me. Yeah, that's that's where it's bad. Because it's like, okay, if you're comfortable enough to lie about that, right? what else are you lying about? Right. Because I feel like once the lies start, it's not usually just one thing. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, yeah. Especially like, oh, if my partner was away and then they were like coming back. Like you just still talk to them and text right. them. That it's like, yeah, I'm sure I'd have questions that they're then like lying to me about. Yeah. Like. But like also I get that of, I mean, sometimes you just have like a crazy week at work or like mm-hmm. there's so many things going on that you're like, all I want this weekend is to turn off my phone and never set an alarm, like just sleep right. and chill out and have a me weekend. And I do think that's really healthy. And like, I do that sometimes. So it's like, yeah, if you can't say that to your partner, Mm -hmm. that that's what you need, just like some me time, that's, I don't know, that's not a good sign. Well, I think where it gets hard is like, I'm extroverted. Yeah. So I don't realize that like, oh, me like going to visit a friend for the weekend is the same thing as taking a weekend off from the relationship in a way. Yeah. Of just not being around them and not seeing them. Yeah. And I feel energized of like kind of having a break, but seeing other people and whatever. Right. Yeah. But it's like for an introvert, it's like, oh, their version of that might literally be, I just want to be by myself for a whole week. That is my dream. Right, right, that's what like, I'm saying. I, I love that. But like, it's just like communicate that. Right. That's cool. Yeah. Like I obviously like I'm single, so I have to communicate communicate that to friends sometimes mm-hmm. of just like put up a wall. Like people ask what I'm doing. I'm saying absolutely nothing. So move this text somewhere else. <laughs> like, I'm not hanging out with anyone. Right. This is my weekend off. So mm-hmm. catch you next week. Yeah. I've had that. I've had that just from being tired. Yeah. I'm not introverted, but I'll just be like, I don't have the energy to put on the outfit or go to the thing. Like where I'm just like, I just don't want to leave my apartment. <laughs> yeah. I'm like mentally, I don't want to speak to anyone. Yeah. Like I will just keep my phone on do not disturb for like, I pretty much keep my phone on do not disturb, but I will not take it off. Do not disturb for an entire weekend. Hilarious. and just not speak to anyone hilarious i'll be the type i'm like i'm just not leaving my house i'll like call a friend no <laughs> like, I i'll talk to someone <laughs> no my dream is not to speak to anyone and then like i get to work on monday and i try and like have a conversation i'm like oh i had spoken <laughs> like, warm, i get that though. The voice it makes sense though i get it it's it's my favorite thing okay real quick the five principles of effective communication i don't know why they put this at the end of the chapter but whatever <laughs> yeah, it feels like a good way to lead really yeah it's like if you haven't figured it out we've mapped it out for you <laughs> Okay, uh, number one, wear your heart on your sleeve. Interesting. Tough. Yeah. Tough. Tough for some, too easy for others. Yeah, it goes against everything I was taught of just like never let them see a sweat. Yeah, it says be genuine and completely honest about your feelings. Be emotionally brave. 
<laughs> that makes it a little cheesy. Um, two, focus on your needs. Mm. When expressing your needs, it's helpful to use verbs such as need, feel, and want, which focus on what you're trying to accomplish and not on your partner's shortcomings. Not bad. We covered that. All right. Yeah. All right. We can interpret. Yeah, we nailed it. Okay. Ready? Three, be specific. Mm, that's important. Mm-hmm. And actually really hard. Yeah. It says state precisely what is bothering you. Yeah. Ready? Example, when you don't stay the night, dot, dot, dot. When you oh. don't check up on me every day, dot, dot, dot. When you said you loved me and then took it back. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, that's... Well, that's... <laughs> I, that, the breakup on that one. What the fuck is that? How do you take I it back? That was a turn. I didn't... Oh. <laughs> I forgot. Oh, my God. Oh, shit. Okay. How soul-crushing. <laughs> is that specific. like when a guy accidentally says it during sex and then... Do they really have the balls to be like, by the way, I take it back. I didn't mean that. I'm going to walk that one back. Oh my God. Oh, oh that's, God. Uh, I would, I'd be like, break up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm breaking up with you because when you said you loved me, you took it back. <laughs> and that's a great reason. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Funny. Okay. Number four, don't blame. Effective communication is not about highlighting the other person's shortcomings. And... Make sure you find a time to discuss when you're calm to talk about it. Okay. Yeah. Smart. That's smart. Uh, number five, be assertive and non-apologetic. You brought that up. Yeah. Ooh. Your relationship needs are valid. Period. <laughs> Sis. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. It might depend on our culture that it might encourage you to believe that the many of your needs are illegitimate, but they are essential for your happiness, and that's why it's important. Yeah, I would believe Interesting. that. Want to do a quick example? Yeah. Okay. So it gives you effective communication. All right. Situation. He always calls at the last minute to make plans. How should you effectively communicate that that bothers you? You want me to say like what I would say? I, yeah. Best shot. What would you do? Okay. So I think what you should do is something like, when you call me last minute to make plans, it makes me feel like I'm not a priority and I'm just like kind of an afterthought. Mm, and okay. also you're not respecting, I feel like you're not respecting my schedule because I have a lot going on too. And I can't just drop things last minute to hang out with you. I do want to see you, but I want it to be planned I and like prioritized. That. I think that's good. Thank you. I think that's good. Thank I you. like that you're not respecting my schedule. Yeah. That's what I liked. Because you're almost being like, hey, I'm not being a whiny girlfriend. Yeah. You're just, you're not respecting my time. Right. Mm. Damn. Okay. Damn. Okay. It says what not to do is tell him you're busy whenever he does that. So he'll eventually learn to call well in advance, which is a rule so many dating that, things have. Yeah. So many dating things are like, nope, just say you're busy. Yeah. Because then it'll make him think. And mm. I, no, it won't. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to make him call someone else. He's like, all right, I'll try next time. Yeah. Mm, interesting. Okay. Funny, because their answer also is not being like, go out with him. Like, go hang out. Right. All right. So they said, explain that you feel unsettled, not knowing when and if you'll see him. And if and that it is better for you to at least have a ballpark schedule of when you'll get together ahead of time. I think that's fair. I think ballpark is a fair estimate, too. Like, right? if you're talking to someone, they're like, you know what? Next weekend, you know, like, I think I'm going to be open like Friday or Saturday. Mm. let's talk as it gets closer i think that's very fair i think that's something i do with my friends too so 
like again put it on the friend role when it comes to making plans right. of like if it's what you do with other people and it works for you sure right or like when you're dating someone consistently yeah it's almost like oh the last minute plan is now like allowed yeah because you have you have sort of the expectation of unless it's spoken that like you hang out friday saturday usually yeah or, but also you know, just or, like, like the time uh i just or it's just a secure thing of you're like yeah i'm not like oh who is this fuck boy <laughs> right. when your boyfriend's like oh I, i'm getting out of work early do you want to meet and have dinner right like reasonable right you know yeah that's and like he thought of you kind of situation and wanted to spend the time with you but if it's like a you up text mm, yeah or like you out kind of thing different you're right uh okay ready he talks about his ex-girlfriend which makes you feel insecure what do you think you should do i think you should say I, I, yeah i guess you got to shoot that one straight and say like when you talk about your ex it makes me feel insecure and i would even like take it a step further of like like what is he saying about her of like mm-hmm. the insecurities in yourself that it brings out like i feel like you would only be insecure if he's talking about her positively yeah or or things they used to do mm, yes yeah or i had someone um once point out something his ex would wear and not liking it oh. of i had like a kind of like a bold lip color on okay. you know uh, not gonna lie it was a kylie lip kit shoot myself okay. um, but uh, <laughs> hey i wanted to moment. try one i wanted to try one and i remember i just asked because i don't usually wear too bold of lipstick i was like oh do you like like this lip color and his response was yeah i like it he's like my ex would always wear really dark colors and i didn't like that and that felt like a thing of like okay so did you just indirectly tell me to not wear dark color like it was a weird for sure like but this then i noticed this person would occasionally do stuff like that of just there'd be something he'd go oh yeah my ex would do this all the time and i always hated it and it was like oh noted that i'm never allowed to do that is like what it felt like yeah it's setting up like weird rule parameters for Mm -hmm. sure okay so what it says not to do is tell him it's pathetic that he's still talking about his ex (laughs) (laughs) ready or bring up other guys you went out with to let him know how bad it feels yeah don't play the game back mm-hmm. no because also like say they were in a really really long relationship mm-hmm. you know they it might just kind of roll off their tongue because they might be used to talking about the person exactly and it really might not be intentional like i think sometimes you can give the person the benefit of the doubt mm-hmm. of like they might just be used to have like bringing them up yeah and breaking that habit um, all right. So their answer says, let him know that conversations about his ex-girlfriend make you feel inadequate and unsure of where you stand, that you need to feel secure in order to be happy with someone. Basically what yeah. you said, but damn. That's fair. It's very fair. Anyway, as always, great book. Yeah. I, we should visit this one more often. Definitely. What's vital is your partner's response, whether he or she is concerned about your well-being and is willing to work on things, is the note the chapter ends on. Yeah. Which I agree. Lots of great stuff in a tash. <laughs> good work, Amir and yeah. Rachel. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of looking in the mirror in that book. Yeah. <laughs> um, which can be good and bad. So anyway, thank you guys. Uh, also, if you guys have any suggestions for episodes you want us to talk about, send us a DM at Shooters Gotta Shoot Pod on Instagram and follow us at I'm at Sparica with two A's. And I'm at the Guaca underscore Molly. And we'll see y'all next week. Bye. Bye.